Cougs house. The Houston Cougars are moving the Big 12 very soon. We've said that a few times at this point. But there seems to be a lot more movement going on, including some very key occurrences and happenings in the last couple of days. Let's jump on in and see what it's going to look like. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Andrews, here to break down all things Googs. If you're a U of H fan or it's a hater can't stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way, we get the latest on the Cougs in your newsfeed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. Uh, welcome back to the YouTube channel every day. We're getting to you a little bit later today. Had to do some uh, scheduling of things, moving stuff around, that kind of stuff. But happy to talk to you about the Houston Cougars today. Today, we're talking some about... Uh, conference expansion and what that could look like for Houston, what is in the best uh, interest of Houston. And then the end, we'll talk some about golfing and conditioning. But make sure you remember that at 1,250 subscribers, because at every 250 subscribers, we're giving something away, bring away a locked on Cougs hat at 1250. We're like almost there. So go ahead and subscribe down below so we get there and then like and comment on the video so we know you are entered. Uh, if after talking about conference expansion and some golfing and conditioning, you're kind of at a loss for words. Tell us if you like to go to the mountains or the beach for your vacation. I feel like people are the beach people or mountain people. I, I feel like they're one of the two. So tell us which one you are down below. All right. Like I said, the three segments today are going to be talking about expansion and what the conference is going to look like. Potentially some big news on that in the last 48 hours. Um, also going to look at what options are better for Houston. Um, assuming that Houston like had some say in it right now, obviously it'd be everyone involved in the big 12 having say in it, so it wouldn't just be Houston many stretch, but what does that mean? Um, and the last thing I want to talk some about the, the golf uh, golfing outing and then the, the basketball program and what they've been up to as of late. So first let's talk about the expansion. The big news the last couple of days has been that apparently Arizona could potentially be moving in the Big 12 independently. Previously, people were under the impression, for good reason, that Arizona Arizona State would be tied as two large public institutions functioning politically very similarly in the state and the Board of Regions across the state of Arizona and all the education boards would be theoretically lumping them in together to move into a new conference like the Big 12. And then the Big 12 to measure, do we want both of those schools? The Big 12 notably has half of some rivalries, right? That's kind of a Big 12 thing. They have Iowa State and not Iowa. After Oklahoma moves out, the Big 12 will retain Oklahoma State, but not Oklahoma, right? Um, that's not an uncommon thing to have half of the in-state rivalry for the Big 12. And frankly, like you can even go like out-of-state or quasi-rivalry, and like the Big 12 has West Virginia and not Pitt, right? Or the Big 12, uh, I guess, will have BYU and maybe not Utah, right? Those kinds of rivalry games getting split up is not a crazy thing for the conference. However, um, on, up until this week, it's looked like Arizona, Arizona State would have to move together. This week, it's come out in the last, I guess it's been about 36 hours now, that Arizona State and Arizona 
just have to be on the same page, not necessarily in the same conference. Um, now, what does that mean? What that means is as long as the two universities get together and figure out how to do it, they don't have to actually be in the same conference. Now, there's a bunch of reasons as to why this you know, is pertinent to the Big 12 and Houston. And that's first because you don't get to that conclusion without having talked through those options with your university, with the other university, and with the powers of the state that be, right? You would not theoretically be looking at doing this or having this conversation if one of the two schools were not seriously considering a Big 12 option. Um, I think part of what's interesting looking in here is that not only would Houston and the Big 12 rather have Arizona, it appears that Arizona may be the one that's more poised to leave as well. Um, you can see that in things like the investment they've got in different facilities and the investment that they put back in their programs. That seems to tie more into what the Big 12 schools will be doing as opposed to what the future of the Pac-12 schools may be doing. Arizona State, however, uh, and this is not necessarily like intentional shade, it's just reporting what's happening, they spend less money on things. They spend less money on things and do things cheaper. And that tends to lean them into more of a conference, not necessarily the same academic sense, but with the Stanford of the world or with a Cal of the world or with those Pac-12 schools that are going to be spending less of the money back on the athletic side of things. Um, now, you know, we can talk about the AAU and talk about this, talk about that, and all the like latest transformations about what schools are going where. But that revelation is big time because not only does it mean schools are talking to one another about this, and Arizona is looking at potentially splitting this up, but it also means that it feels like very intentionally, whatever the decision being made is, Colorado, Arizona, Yukon, uh, Gonzaga, whatever the decision being made is for this 20, uh, I guess the 2025 deal, right? Um, whatever that may be, that decision's going to be made kind of unilaterally at one time, right? Because at the same time as this Arizona discussion, you're having meetings in Colorado, in Boulder, amongst the board of re uh, the board of the university and the AD. And they're flying back and forth. They're doing all people are tracking flights online. I don't know if you've seen that, but people are tracking flights back and forth between DFW Metroplex and Denver, Colorado, which they're attributing to like these private jets going back and forth. I mean, there's vacation for billionaires, but there's also the idea that like the Big 12 is headquartered in Irving, Texas, and Colorado Boulder. It's obviously Denver be the largest major airport. So there's some of that uh, conversation happening as well. You have similar kind of conversations happening about what's going on at UConn. And so all of these dominoes are lining up to work together. And part of the reason I was hoping to get this out later today, as opposed to like first thing in the morning, they typically are, is I was hoping we'd wake up to some news. We did not. I snooped around a little bit. Nothing too, too terribly has changed since Monday night. But in looking at that, you're seeing a true expansion conversation happening and what is leading myself to believe and i think you'll understand uh, and hopefully believe as well this is all going to happen at once you're going to get like a single press release it might be a big 
uh, I was about to say Bowlesby, but a <laughs> big Brett Yormark conversation afterwards with the media or something like that. Or you may have like the Brett Yormark conversation and media presence and then like Dion and Arizona and Yukon or wherever the different places are all happening. But this is all going to happen at once. This is not going to be a slow trickle. This is not going to be a domino effect of one or the other. The dominoes are happening behind the scenes. You're not gonna. We're not gonna get privy to any of that at all. And so the big domino that appears fell on Monday and over the weekend leading into Monday is that Arizona and Arizona State no longer have to be a package deal. As long as I'm sure the uh, the understanding is they have to like play each other or something. But as long as they are on the same page, they can send one to the Big Twelve and one to the Pac Twelve, and then they can be like, uh, I guess Texas is in Texas and M we're too scared to play one another for a decade, but when they weren't ever conferences, they were right. Uh, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma state are going to continue to play one another. Right. Um, Iowa and Iowa state play each other. West Virginia Pitt play each other. They can be these half in half out of the big 12 conference rivalries. And frankly, that I don't know actually what Oklahoma state is going to do as far as the scheduling goes, but that can put that rivalry game at the start of the year, which is a great and fun way to kick off the season before anyone gets hurt or you're upset about this or it's been a disappointing year, whatever, and, and you know, attitudes are down, you can kind of kick off the year with the big one over your rival. And that's a fun, fun part of this as well. Don't be surprised if um, some major movement happens on this in the course of the next week. I'd like to spend more of the second segment, though, instead of just theorizing about what's happening here under the assumption that both Arizona and Colorado are coming because it looks fairly sure like that's going to be what happens at some point in June. And so in the second segment, I want to look some about some at what that's going to look like and which is better for Houston. But first, we're going to talk some about our buddies at FanDuel because right now it is the NBA Finals. It is time to make your uh, picks for the finals and it is time to place a no sweat first bet for up to $2,500. That's $2,000. $500 at FanDuel. Um, and you can place that bet. You get uh, $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Uh, for the NBA Finals in Game 3, the series goes back to Miami, tied at 1-1. One to one. They've got the Nuggets favored by 2.5. Now, I like the Nuggets on the series, but as far as a betting person goes, I'm not betting against the Heat and what is a two and a half point spread is pretty close, right? It's not quite a pick 'em. But I'm going to, I think, say that the Heat win game three at home, um, even if it's two and a half point spread. The other th- deal about this, too, is if they get down and like Jamal Murray makes that shot at the end or whatever of game two, that would tie the game and go into overtime, I guess. But you could see how a, a singular point could be a big difference here. So Miami keeping it within two points would also be uh, you know, a, a win on that bet. So I'm going to take Miami at plus two and a half in game three. They're playing at home. Uh, Miami seems to be a team of destiny in a lot of ways, and that's what I'm going to tell you to do. I'm going to tell you to do it at FanDuel.com. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no-sweat first bet of $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap 
the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So I did mention that um, I think Arizona and Colorado are coming. I think that seems to be fairly concrete. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm like stretching a whole lot there or looking too far in the future or doing anything too crazy with all of that. But truthfully, if I look at um, both what uh, Arizona brings to the table, what Colorado brings to the table, they both feel like very natural culture fits first and foremost. They both are places that enjoy recruiting the state of Texas. And Colorado quite literally was a Big 12 school beforehand. But I think that as I look at these two schools, they're both are schools that um, – you know, have a lot of school spirit, um, unlike Houston, but like a lot of the Big 12, they kind of are uh, smaller towns and obviously being near big cities, both near Denver and near Phoenix. Um, they're, they're near big cities, but they are these like college insulated towns and fields, not unlike Lubbock, not unlike Waco, right? Not unlike, uh, I don't know, Manhattan, Kansas, right? Not unlike any of that. Um, and I think that they're they're going to fit in well with the Big 12 when they come in. But if Houston could pick just one, I weirdly think Houston would actually pick Arizona over Colorado as an institution. Now, selfishly, I'd like to go beat Colorado and Coach Prime. Um, obviously, uh, there's some, I think, natural rivalry there after taking a guy like Alton McCaskill off our Houston roster. I also think that, truthfully, um, part of it feels just like, I, I, I want to go play. If I'm going to go play uh, BYU, might as well also go play uh, uh, Colorado and play in the mountains. Um, playing in Arizona adds this desert element. Um, but from a program to program perspective, if people are going to use the Big 12 to get into recruiting Texas and then potentially stealing state of Texas recruits and Houston area recruits. I want some return on that as well, right? If you're going to come get our dudes or going to try, I want to also be able to try and go get your dudes. And bluntly, Colorado ain't got no dudes, right? And so I think that the reason the programs uh, across all of athletics would benefit more from the Arizona merger is because Arizona is – tied very closely to Southern California. Um, Phoenix and LA are all of six hours, less than six hours apart, right? Um, All of that space in between is crazy fertile ground for high school football recruits, high school quarterbacks, um, the big time linemen you see, like all those guys all over both of those areas. And so much like Arizona be telling kids in the state of Texas, look, we're playing these big 12 schools and all that, Houston can then go tell California kids, right? Hey, Dana can walk into kids theoretically into a kid's living room and tell them, listen, we're going to be out in Phoenix every other year, right? Or if you were to somehow pull in both, they don't have to pull in both Arizona and Arizona, uh, Arizona state and Arizona, but I guess they could. And you could say, Hey, we're going to be at one of these two every year, right? Having that option to pull in those Southern California and Arizona kids, 
um, from the desert, especially when you factor in like Arizona Compass from a basketball recruiting perspective has their big, um, that's a big, like one of those academies uh, there as well. I, I think that those kind of things tie into this as I'm looking at where, where to get kids from. I think I want that give, uh, give and take that back and forth there. I also think that bluntly, um, at this, there's no way to do this without throwing shit. Arizona's better. Beating Arizona in basketball and football, unless Coach Prime does something miraculous that I don't think is going to happen in the first couple of years, and he's going to do it to Florida State, and it'll be different there. I don't see beating Colorado in a sport that, frankly, Houston plays in. I don't see beating Colorado in a conference game as carrying any more weight than any other conference game. Whereas there have been years where beating Arizona in football and certainly beating Arizona in men's basketball carries a lot of weight nationally, right? Certainly more than beating Colorado, which was one and 11 in or whatever, one and 10, one and 11 in 2022, right? I don't think that that is going to be a program that turns around very quickly and then got a new fate, a lot of new faces, including our Alden McCaskill. But I don't see that. I mean, they open up a season with TCU and they may surprise the world in that game, but I'm not predicting it. Right. And so if Houston can get the school with more historically strong programs and better recruiting grounds, I don't think this is like a, a question as far as which is better. The other part of this is there's also some part of it. I think that's just like, Hey, Colorado, you're in the big 12 and you dip. So see ya. But like, I get why you want to bring them back uh, under the guise of pulling in a power five program. The truth is, is that if, um, if Arizona is a good pull, while it's not necessarily the same set in stone thing, it looks like in the Swam show and a couple different people have pointed out that the big 12 is looking at UConn as a full on conference ad, not just an everything but football ad. Um, the big deal there will be that that would require UConn to commit to donating a bunch of money or putting a bunch of money into their football program to kind of elevate it to a big 12 caliber football program, even if it's at the bottom of the barrel in the big 12. Right. Um, part of me almost feels like if UConn is actually able to invest in their football program like that, then that actually might be the best ad of all of these. Right. Uh, for Houston specifically, get you into the Northeast market. UConn is two hours away from New York city. Right, you can go play games in Madison Square Garden. Right, you get to play uh, we, the basketball programs playing these Rucker Park exhibition showcase kind of things. Right, that's UConn helps facilitate more of that kind of stuff, more of that kind of mecca of basketball kind of stuff. And the Big Twelve is a basketball heavy conference. We know that Brett Yormark wants to be a basketball heavy conference. He understands the value there that maybe the rest of the country is slower to as it's starting to build. Right, um, so. If UConn will build its football program up to being a Big 12 program, and they've had I mean, like Byron Jones or like they've had football players come through there, um, I weirdly do feel like that that's actually the better program because of you mentioned the recruiting proximity to Southern California and Arizona and stuff like that. Like this is the tri state area, this is the Northeast Corridor, this is New England, this is New York, this is all of those things in market and recruiting base 
up there for you, right? It gets you into parts of Pennsylvania too, frankly, as a recruiting field because of how all those cities and states are interconnected, right? People take the train. People live between uh, Stores, Connecticut, where UConn is, and New York City and will commute into New York for work every day and then commute up to UConn for a basketball game on Big Monday, right? Like those kinds of things are not crazy. And so adding UConn, if they will actually donate to that football program like they should or leave that out of the deal like they might, might actually be the better add in a number of different ways. That seems more on the fringes, though, comparing just Arizona and Colorado, where it does feel like they both would come. I'm more excited as a Houston person about Arizona by leaps and bounds, even though it's going to be nice to beat Deion Sanders every now and then. Now, in the third segment, I want to talk some about uh, the latest of the basketball program, which is not going to be a golf program anytime soon, but certainly played some golf. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, the Houston basketball team went on an NIL ex- excursion on Monday and did an all-day golf event. Um, first of all, there's a couple different guys and some sneak some sneakers that had low, they were more Nike sneakers than Jordan sneakers had the swoosh on the side. If you can identify those, know what those are. Tell me in the comments down below. I'm intrigued by what those are. But aside from laughing at Terrence Arsenal having trouble getting the ball off the tee and stuff like that, it was encouraging to see a large-form team-wide NIL event done by Lincoln Cougs and Landon Gosling um, because that's the kind of thing that this program wants to move to, into the next level that appears throughout college athletics they're going to have to do, right? So – Really, really encouraged to see that. Um, the other thing is that they went directly after a conditioning session that morning. They were outside of the field. They were running around. Uh, they, I mean, doing sprints, pushing sleds, pulling things, all that kind of stuff. And LJ Cryer spoke. To, now they all spoke not to some form of media, but LJ Cryer spoke afterwards. And that was something that Cryer said, coming from Big 12's Baylor, right, a cross conference institution. LJ Cryer was quick to point out like they didn't get on the turf when he was at Baylor. They didn't get on the football field. They didn't do these football type of conditioning workouts. Now that's me paraphrasing, but I think it's interesting that a school in Waco does not do that because one of the conditioning elements I would think you'd want to use to your advantage in the state of Texas is getting acclimated to that heat, getting out of running around in that crazy, crazy weather that is Texas because it's always going to be, like it's only going to make you more prepared or in better shape or more able to fight against being tired in an air conditioned gym. Right. Uh, if you can run around with 105 degrees outside with a parachute on your back, I don't think running up and down 94 foot floor inside an air conditioned gym is going to be that hard. Right. Those kinds of things. Now, Houston's conditioning program has always been top notch. It's Kelvin Sampson staples. You've got to be in shape to play on Kelvin Sampson's teams. But, I think it was interesting that Cryer point out that that was already day one was already higher higher on his list of like awful experience. Like it was a more difficult experience than things he had done at Baylor. Um, really, really interesting to hear that from a conference foe, and especially one that was on the national championship teams at Baylor. His welcome to college basketball moments were a national championship season, and he's like, no, no, what we're doing at Houston is already more difficult in terms of conditioning. So I would say that speaks highly on Alan Bishop, who's in charge of the uh, sports performance kind of stuff with the Houston Cougar basketball program. I would also say that that speaks highly of the 
standards that Kelvin Sampson has put down for the Houston Cougars in terms of their conditioning. And I'm really, really excited to see where that goes. Now, I have, I have to be honest, watching guys run around makes me giddy for next basketball season. Moving in the Big 12 um, is a big, big deal for the basketball program because the best program in all of college basketball um, or the best conference in all of college basketball and there have been years certainly as well as last year pre-tournament i would say that houston looks like the top program in all of college basketball right um and so getting to compete against kansas's and texas's and and baylor's and uh, even to some degree texas tech when they've been good recently like those kinds of programs i think are gonna be really fun to be a part of and compete against so Getting in shape for that just kind of gets me already giddy and excited about that. It's probably one I wanted to throw them in in the third segment. Uh, it does look like the spring football, uh, the summer spring, the summer football workouts are underway as well. Um, obviously, a little bit different because their season starts in the heat in August, so they got to be in a whole different kind of shape. They're more in midseason or closer to midseason shape, but it's an exciting time to be a Cougar as things are pointing towards the Big Twelve. Guys are working out in the summer, getting ready for next season with Big 12 logos on. It's going to be a fun one for sure. Make sure you find me at Paynesworth512, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter, Instagram, and all your favorite social media handles. I'll be happy to talk about how what else I'm noticing about the offseason for the Cougars, what else the Houston Cougars look like they're going through in the offseason, and all of those kinds of things. We'll also talk Houston Rockets, Astros, Texans, etc., all things here at Lockdown Cougars. Make sure you subscribe down below and then find me on social media at painsworth 512 to talk about it. Thank you all so much for tuning in today to Lockdown Cougs and making us your first listen of the day, even if it's a little bit later in the day. Make sure you go make something Houston-based your second listen, like Lockdown Rockets. I know that Jack's doing a great job preparing for the draft over there. Thank you all so much for making Lockdown Cougs that first listen. Again, even if it's a little bit later, Lockdown Cougs is a proud member of the Lockdown Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs.